Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, good to be with you. This is Pastor Joe, and um, you should see on your screen what we are doing here. This is a little bit of a surprise for you, but uh, we're going to be getting together uh, hopefully every weeknight right up to Easter. So this is day one of what I'm calling the Easter Countdown. And uh, the idea behind this is just for us to spend a little bit of time together, sort of um, what you sometimes call a devotional. Okay, very short, but just a little something from the Bible. But I want to spend a few minutes with you every day, try and give you some encouragement, give you some hope as we are navigating through this whole uh, crisis uh, together. And, of course, yesterday we had no church at the movie theater. In fact, uh, we found out that as of 4 p.m. yesterday, Sunday, they uh, closed the theater completely and will keep it closed until March 30th, if not later than that. So um, what that means is we will not have church at the movie theater next Sunday, March the 22nd, nor will we be there uh, the following Sunday, March the 29th. All right. So We'll see if we're back there for April the 5th. We'll even see if we're back there for Easter Sunday. We're not sure yet. So I figured it would be good for us to spend some time together as we count down to Easter, the great celebration of hope that we have in Christ, and we could all use a little hope. Um, And I want to prepare you now for Easter Sunday, wherever we spend it together as a church, maybe in our living rooms, Or uh, maybe we'll be back at the movie theater or somewhere else. Who knows? Everything is up in the air right now. But regardless of what happens, uh, I want to tell you that Easter is coming. And uh, nothing's going to stop that from happening. We choose to observe it or not to observe it. And of course, we're choosing to observe Easter uh, together as uh, as a church. So um, I want to do something very special on Easter Sunday. We are going to have what I call the ultimate Easter quiz. And uh, I got this idea from Christmas when we did a little quiz in our church and uh, we had some giveaways as a result. And so I thought I'd sweeten the pot for you and entice you a little bit to watch these devotionals with me because on Easter Sunday, we are going to give away a brand new iPad. And uh, it, you will I will not tell you how this is all going to work just yet. I just want to try and, and whet your appetite a little bit. But you'll want to join with me for these devotionals, and we will keep them on our Facebook page. Because if you watch them, and uh, if you get into the Easter story in the, in the Gospels, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, as we move to the celebration of Easter, uh, you will have a pretty strong chance of winning a brand new iPad, okay? Because I'm going to drop clues uh, in that will help you, okay, uh, on Easter Sunday. Again, however we do it, either at the movie theater or in our living rooms, we'll see. So I wanted to start with day one tonight of our uh, Easter countdown devotional. And this is out of Luke chapter 22. And uh, starting at verse w- verse 1, now the Feast of Unleavened Bread, called the Passover, was approaching. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. And then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, 
one of the twelve. Curious verse there. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officials, uh, the officers of, of the temple guard, and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. And they were delighted and agreed to give him money. And he consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Um, The peculiar part of this passage of Scripture is in verse 3. Then Satan entered Judas. And you will not find that in the other synoptics, this this little piece of information that Luke gives to us, um, and it's a disturbing verse because it suggests to us that this whole betrayal process was not purely of Judas's own volition and his own free will. It seems to Luke that Satan, which is really more of a title than a name, it means enemy or opposer, that this thing, this, this process of betrayal, had something to do with the enemy. And uh, it bothers us this because um, uh, it raises all kinds of questions in our minds. You know, uh, some of us don't even believe that the, de- the devil exists. Obviously, Luke would disagree with that, and he, uh, he thinks that the devil does exist. But then we start wondering in our minds, well, what can he do and... You know, are we susceptible to all of that? And, and we, you know, we, we wonder and all, all kinds of disturbing questions come into our minds. And, you know, even what we're going through as a, as a world now with this whole virus, I'm sure that there are many people who, you know, have all kinds of ideas about whether the devil is involved in all this other stuff. Uh, but there's a very practical lesson that can be learned uh, from this whole incident. Um, what Luke is trying to tell us is that there's, um, there's a bit of an alliance here between the will of Judas and the activity of the enemy in this process of betrayal. And Luke tells us the people were looking for a way to get rid of Jesus. And it's clear from him dropping this in in verse 3 that this was the will of the enemy somehow to try and get rid of Jesus of Nazareth, to try and eliminate the Messiah. And uh, so, so he is somehow orchestrating some of this. It's not clear all of the detail, but it's clear that he is somehow involved. Um, even Jesus had said to Peter, he, he says, Simon, Simon, Satan, has, he wants to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, and when you, when, you, when you come back, when you return, strengthen your brothers. Interesting passage there that Jesus had mentioned. Uh, you can read it in, in, in the Gospels yourselves as you investigate the Easter story that has to do with the betrayals of uh, Peter, when Peter denied Jesus uh, in his own way, sort of a betrayal. Uh, But anyway, when we go through things in our own personal lives, and this is where it gets practical for us, um, we start to wonder, you know, why did this happen to me? Or why is this happening to me? You know, what is the, what's behind this? And I get really 
concerned when I hear people, especially Christian people, and they say, well, you know, this is the, the work of the enemy, and the, the enemy did this, and the devil did this, and, and whatever trouble may happen in their lives. And they spend a lot of time uh, focused on the source, and they, you know, they pin the tail on the devil sort of thing. And I don't think that this is what the Scripture is trying to teach us, because when we look at this, uh, if we if we say okay, uh, the 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 enemy is in an alliance here of some sort, using Judas and Judas's volition to betray Jesus and ultimately try to rid the world of him. Well, what was the result? Uh, the result was the explosion of the church and the birth of Christianity, and that was because of the empty tomb that we celebrate at at Easter time. So uh, God had a much bigger plan uh, in place, and, and that plan went beyond whatever the enemy wanted to do to Jesus, presumably rid the world of him. And so when we go through struggles in our lives, when we're, when we're pressed up against the wall, when we, when we face circumstances that seem to have nothing, nothing to do with our own decisions, I mean, it just comes into our lives like a flood, rather than trying to say, well, you know, it's the, it's the work of the enemy. And it's the, it, look, it may well be, sometimes it may well be, but what is the ultimate plan and purpose of God in all of it? What is God going to do with this moment that you have in your life where this is a painful moment, this is a, this is a disturbance that we're all living through? I mean, there are parents who, who are, are pulled between, we've got to go to work and earn a living, and we've got to take care of our kids because they're home from school. What are we going to do? We have no clue how we're going to fix this problem. I mean, this is rocking everybody's world, and we don't know how long it's going to go on for. So what does God want to do? As we celebrate the great hope of Easter, we've got to look at the bigger picture and see the plans and the purposes of God for our lives. Even though we go through these moments of pain and these moments of questioning and these moments of difficulty. So whatever you are going through because of Easter, because of the hope of the empty tomb of Jesus, whether the, the, the pain in your life is caused even by the work of the enemy or whether it's caused by something else, look for what God wants to do in your life. And this, my friends, is the hope that we have in Easter. So I trust that's an encouragement to you. Uh, I will I will do these devotionals with you, God willing, every single weekday right up till Easter. And remember, get into your gospel stories there, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because if you read them, in particular the Easter narratives, not many chapters in each of the gospels, you will have a pretty strong chance of winning a brand new iPad on Easter Sunday. So God bless you, everyone. Have a great night.